Hello everyone, Cold Open here to tell you a little bit about Intelligent Speech. Intelligent Speech is an online conference happening this year on November 4th between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the theme this year is Contingencies when History Meets the Backup Plan. It's going to have a large number of great speakers. It'll have three keynotes, eight roundtables, and 32 individual sessions in four separate virtual rooms. And we are going to be one of the speakers, together with many other brilliant podcasts you've certainly heard of, such as Daniele Bonelli, Trevor from History of Persia, and several other sibling Rexipods. The tickets are normally $30, but if you act now, you'll be able to get a $20 early bird special. But not only that, as listeners of the show, you'll be able to have an extra 10% discount on this price if you use the code RULE at checkout. R-U-L-E, RULE. We will be participating in one panel and have our very own talk, where we'll tell you the topic in due time, but... For now, suffice it to say that it deals with certain more mythological elements of the life of Alexander the Destroyer. So you can get excited for that. But anyway, on with the show. So you think you can rule Persia, the podcast where we rate and review all the kings of Persia from Diochis to Yazdegerd III. I'm Serial, and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Umberto, and my pronouns are he, him. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 43, Mithridates IV. Serial, last time we mentioned that two sons had killed their father, and you were disappointed that you knew who the next person was. Well, we get to find out how that works. Right. Can you refresh my memory a little? Because not only have I just woken up from a nap, but also (laughs) it's been a bit and like succession lately has just been what is going on. It's been a messy period with few sources. It's improving. Don't worry. It's going to improve a lot like in a couple episodes. So don't worry. But yeah, so let's just quickly recap what happened under the reign of Frates III, who... Remember, was the son of Sinatruches, he of the good hat. Yes. So what Frates did is basically everything was too calm. So he got involved into the massive war, the end of the Mithridatic Wars between Rome and the generic East. And in the end, Frates tried to take some land from Armenia, got involved with Tigranes the Younger, who was incompetent and tried to take his father's throne like three times and failed oh my all God, of them. yeah. Demetrius yes, 2.0. remember him. <laughs> Even worse. Yeah, not good. And yeah, then Frates tried to take some land, but then the Romans came in, particularly Pompey the Great, yep, yep. who said, no, you can't have all this land. Alexander fanboy. Yeah, Rome decides where the border between our kingdoms lies, because (laughs) we are Rome. I hate that. Yeah, and Frates was was like, yeah, I don't really want to go to war for this, let's not do that. And in the end, we had that Frates' two children, Mithridates and Orodes, ended up poisoning him. Yep. And, well, they didn't really have a plan for how to succeed exactly, but... Like, who... Plans an assassination of a leader and then does not have a plan if said assassination actually works. Like, did they not think they would get this far or what? It happens really often, Was it just? I mean, just... Just a prank? Just think about the death of Caesar, where they kill him and they're like, what now? Oh, damn, we didn't think this far. Uh, like, make a speech, hope it works. I don't know. I'm just... I can't. I can't. Think about the death of Caligula. They just made Claudius emperor because it was like, uh, sure, I guess this guy will do. I mean, but we like, Caligula was... That, it, that is an outlier. Like... There are so many people. Like, the death of Commodus, that also... There, there are so still, many. Yeah, you should plan what, what you're going yes. to do once the assassination happens, yes. right? Like, if you learn just... one thing from this podcast is think of what happens after the murder. Yeah. The murder itself is complicated, but also plan afterwards especially if you're in a royal family Mm -hmm. but yeah overall our last king was a little bit disappointing in the sense of he really wanted something to happen to make a name for himself under the shadow of his father 
Mm-hmm. Which, like, fair, I get it. If your father is so great, then it's only natural that you would want to, like, have achievements of your own. But then, you know, when something actually happens, i.e. Pompey comes over from Rome and is like, I'm going to bully you, and you don't really do anything about it. Like, you made problems that weren't problems, and then when actual problems arose, you were like, eh, no, oh no, yeah. what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, Frates was too average to actually be great. Like, yeah. A greater king, one of the old Mithridates, would have done an amazing job in his place. But Frates was just sitting there and like, uh, yes, no, maybe, who knows. Didn't do great. No. But what are your expectations for Mithridates the fourth serial? Well, is he going to live up to the first and second, or is he going to be more like the third? I know that we do not have a very long episode, so mm-hmm. I am not expecting an Antiochus. The great. I will tell you, it is roughly on the order of magnitude of Mithridates the first as length. Okay. Well, then at least we can say that he did not die immediately, which cool, <laughs> good, good. You know, it's not a five-minute episode, sure. And I guess he doesn't immediately get killed by his brother. So, as to how he will fare, I don't have high hopes because I never do. And also because they did not have a plan after the murder, which feels like step one of being an organized leader. Like, it's not that they got it thrust upon them, right? It wasn't like, oh, someone else killed the king. No, they were in charge. But like, yeah, exactly. Like, they knew. It was their idea. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so I guess we can get into it and then you can judge once you've heard all the facts. Okay, so, well, what we know of Mithridates IV is that he is the eldest son of Phraates III, our previous king. Yes, yes, we know this. And born sometime between 110 and 90 BC, making him sometime in his 40s or 50s by the time he takes the throne. Oh, so he's not, like, they're not a couple kids. They're not kids, no, no, they're like like fully adult men. (laughs) They should have known better, but they never do. Sigh of desperation. Indeed. And well, as we mentioned, he has a younger brother called Erodes. Who is like, what, 30-something? Uh, thereabouts. We don't really know precise details, but presumably around 10 years younger. Okay. And as a young prince, we don't know too much about Mithridates, but it's possible that he was the governor of Media during his father's reign. Although it could just be it was another guy called Mithridates, but since this is the one Mithridates we know some information about, it could Might be that well it was him, and it makes sense that if you're going to have an heir to the throne, you give him a practice kingdom to work on before he actually becomes king. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should have taught him patience, too. <laughs> taught him to not murder his father. Yeah. That's an important lesson. You know, every family. Um, also... Oh, right. I was going to comment that, like, with media, are we referring to, like, the region now? Or is there still some sort of remnant of the Median Empire that we talked about in, like, episode zero? No, nothing remains of the Median Empire. But there are two medias. Essentially, one media is a satrapy of the Parthian Empire. Okay. Another media, which it becomes more relevant in the future, Uh but it's called Media Atropatene from a guy called Atropates, who was an Achaemenid satrap who basically made his own mini-kingdom when Alexander came through. Mm. And Media Atropatene is its own separate kingdom. It's roughly modern Azerbaijan. Okay. Roughly. But that's still a semi-independent kingdom, which is sort of under Parthia, but not really. It's, It's half and half. All right. Okay, well, thanks for the clarification. Yeah, No worries. It's good to point out. But yeah, so then in 57, we have that Mithridates and his brother Herodes get together and kill their father. Wow. Congrats. Yes. Awesome. Wow. (laughs) Do you have a clue what happens now? No. (laughs) Exactly. Not at all. Nothing. But it looks like either Mithridates had planned ahead and Herodes hadn't, or just 
chance played out this way because Mithridates manages to gather enough support to make himself king of kings. Okay, ouch. Yes. You know, when you plan a matricide with your brother <laughs> and then you're like, oh, but I get to be king, right? Yeah, it's like getting together to buy a present and then only one of you takes credit. It's not cool. <laughs> exactly the same, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a Perfect special comparison. Father's Day present it was, and only one took credit. It was very sad. Also, I feel like it got me, like, I feel like it sounded especially sad because it wasn't like, oh, he talked about it with his brother, like he fought with his brother about it. But like, he got the support of others. Yeah. So his brother would have no option. You know, he did it the military royal way which mm. yeah it wasn't a civil discussion oh no oh no you'd be great as king you can do it it'll be fine no it was the i am king now i've already done everything yeah. you have no choice and well at that point one of the first events of his reign is that orodes is exiled uh, yeah this is bad this is like <laughs> bad sibling behavior but no, also very you know, it makes sense in the royal line, so... Yeah, pretty much. And also, it's unclear if it's Mithridates exiling his brother instead of killing him, just to be yeah kind. Mildly or if kind. it's Orodes who, as soon as he realized, oh no, Mithridates made himself king, I should probably run away before he gets me. Which, fair. Yeah, you should probably. Which is reasonable. <laughs> you know, you killed your father together, he's not gonna stop at a brother. He could also be like, oh, the murderer of the previous king, and just like... Pin it on him. I guess you could try, but when you're trying to accuse the king in the king's court, that rarely ends well. No, 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 I, I meant the other way, I meant Mithridates pinning it on him. Oh, the yeah. That could have been a thing, yeah, definitely. If he that would have been very crafty, brother, I like then, it. You know. It's like, oh, how could he? How uh, could you kill your father? He's clearly a threat to me now because I am the heir. Because he's the elder, right? The, the, yeah, he's the elder, so yeah. technically he's quote-unquote legally succeeding. Sure. I mean, that's one way to do it. <laughs> yes. Very technically. Should have learned some patience from Prince Charles. <laughs> yes. King Charles. My apologies. Yes. HRH. Well, now that Herodes is out of the way, Mithridates decides, you know what? <laughs> I should probably make a name for myself and consolidate the throne. Yeah. yeah. So Good. Good yeah, thinking. Besides, I should probably make sure that I am seen as the best candidate for the throne, and even if Herodes plans on something, well, I'll be in charge and it'll be okay. So he looks around the empire, and well, in the east, the nomads have still been decimated from the times of Mithridates II, so that's not an issue. <laughs> that's fine. That's still taken care of because, damn, yes. Mithridates really. Oof. But he looks to the west and he sees something quite interesting. He notices that Pompey is back in Rome, basically creating the first triumvirate and trying to find land for his veterans back in Rome. Yeah, at least he's, you know, trying to keep his promises. I like when that happens. Yeah, he's keeping his promises by being massively corrupt in Rome. Yeah. It's easy. It's That's great. how it goes in Rome, though. Like, I don't know what you expect. <laughs> yeah, if you're not being massively corrupt, why are you even in Rome? <laughs> so not only is Pompey away, but also Tigranes the Great, powerful and skillful king of Armenia, has just died. Right. And was succeeded by a much less capable son. So Mithridates thinks, okay, that's a golden opportunity. Rome isn't going to dictate to us what to do. This son is going to be consolidating his power. I can just march in and take what I need to. And hey, great PR victory for back home. True, true. So Mithridates starts this lightning war against the Armenians with the aim of taking a small border kingdom called Gorduene that Phraates III had tried to take, but Pompey said no bad This king. is so funny because we're still trying to conquer the thing that caused us problems in the first yes. place, like last time, which <laughs> is to conquer Armenia when we had no business conquering Armenia. Cyril, you can write that as a note for the next 50 episodes, <laughs> and it will probably still be accurate. Oh my god. It's like, but then we went into Armenia and Stop stuck our nose in someone else's Armenia. business. Stop trying to conquer Armenia! Just choose somewhere else. It never works, Cyril, I'm sorry. Oh There's just, it's just too appetizing People a place. People should know when to quit, in my opinion. No, never. <laughs> if you quit, the Romans win, and who really wants to live in that world? I mean, fair, but also... <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
But yeah, so Mithridates invades Gordwene, and fortunately enough, the war goes very well. Tigrani's son doesn't manage to hold back. Mithridates marches in, takes this tiny kingdom. A peace treaty is signed before the messenger could get back to Rome and inform the Romans that something was hey, wrong. Hey. And so by the time the war is over, Rome can't do anything because, well, the war is over. They can't really intervene. Should have so, faster messengers. Jessica yes. wins. Yes, Roger was sleeping on the job that day. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. Don't tell anybody that we invited you over for <laughs> some wine. But yeah, so now finally Mithridates has his victory. He managed to expand the empire in the West, and, well, he made himself look better in the process. And it looks like in the meantime, he was favoring the Western nobility of the empire. Probably he gave some estates to different nobles in this newly captured area just to make sure he was better liked and they would actually continue supporting him. Because, as we saw, this isn't fully an elective system, but it's an elective system if you're weak. So right. you want the nobility to be happy, at least. <laughs> Otherwise, they can very quickly just shift and pick a new king. The problem with Mithridates' plan is that he neglected to reward the eastern nobility. Oh, come on. Like, you had one job. Yeah, there wasn't much land, to be fair, to reward people with, but should have picked better people to reward with land. Yeah, I think this plan wasn't properly thought through. Yeah, and he didn't only neglect the nobility of the east, he neglected the very important Suren clan of Sakastan, which are the people that supported Sinatrukis to become yes. king in the first place. Which is Frakis. where we had the cool hat. Yeah. It was the sponsors. Yeah, the sponsors for the cool hat. Oh, so the people that you owe your whole dynasty to? Yeah. You didn't reward them? Great. He presumably thought that, you know, it's been 50 years, I can probably look at someone else. But the Surin clan, who also traditionally crowns kings, is not happy with this. <laughs> They're absolutely unconvinced that Mithridates is doing a good job with what he has. Yeah. So at this point, the head of the Suren clan, a man called Surena, although probably that is just the typical name of the head of the family, because it sounds like it. And for those of you reading ahead, yes, this is that Surena. He is the important one. Oh. And he might be the historical source for the hero of the Shaname Rostam. According to some scholars. Okay, so, you know, an important guy. So, important. Uh -huh. We'll find out why. But all you need to know for now is that he crowns Orodes as king. Because, hey, that's his right as a noble. Yep. So, Orodes is king now. Please kick out Mithridates. Yep. I Who could have seen that coming? Yeah. I imagine that Orodes just, like, fled, you know, like, whether it was because Mithridates was like, oh, you're exiled now to avoid problems. Mm -hmm. Or if he was like, I'm gonna run away. He found... A little nice, like, piece of land to just, like, have a farm. <laughs> when I say little, I say, like, in the rich, I used to be royalty way, estate. right? Of, like, <laughs> oh, I am having this small life in a village, but, like, it's still a f mansion because um, I was just, you know, just chilling. Like, maybe he found a wife or something. Maybe he have, have found some friends or some animals. And then suddenly this messenger <laughs> from the Saka, the Saka people? Yeah. Came over and it's like, hey, we're doing this now. He's like, no, wait, but I have but I, my farm. But my cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So Orodes is king. And the very interesting thing about this is that this is the first time that we have two rival kings calling themselves king of kings. Right, because that doesn't. Like, it is overall agreed that there can only be one king of kings, because yeah, don't exactly. be ridiculous, of course. And usually the idea was that it was a title you earned, because it was sort of like being called the great. Like, Mithridates yeah. 1 and 2 called themselves king of kings. Tigranes the great called himself king of kings. Yeah. You know, Frates also called himself king of kings after sort of defeating Armenia. <laughs> Again, Armenia. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem here is that... Now, it's no longer a symbol of you are the great king. It's agreed that Parthia is the realm of the king of kings. There is no competition. Hmm. But now king of kings is more of a matter of internal legitimacy. Right. Rather than external legitimacy. You're not trying to prove anything to foreign powers. You're trying to prove yourself to internal mm -hmm. factors. 
And yeah, so at this point, Orodes is at the head of an army of Saka and uh, other eastern nobles. And he marches off to the west to attack Mithridates and kick him out and fight him and the other western nobles. Because who didn't see this coming? Of course. Yeah. Of course the brothers are going to fight. Yes. Fratricide runs in the family. Should have started earlier. But hey. <laughs> so, at this point, whatever the situation, Mithridates was not ready. Hmm. Mithridates either didn't expect this to be happening so fast. Maybe they made a super fast march to the west. Maybe Mithridates didn't really trust his western nobles to fully support him and not backstab him as soon as the enemy army was in sight. Which, uh, fair. Which, you know, reasonable. You don't know. So, Mithridates decides that he is going to leg it. Okay. Fair. So, he finds that, well, the east is in Erodi's hand, so you can't escape that way. He recently attacked Armenia, so they're probably not going to welcome him with open arms. Yeah, no, because he just tried to conquer them. Yeah. Which leads just one place, Serial. You guess which it is. Oh, please tell me he doesn't go to Rome. He does! Oh my god! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, he takes his no. little backpack, goes to Syria, I... knocks on the what? walls of Antioch and says, Hello, Mr. Rome, can I ask for some help, please? Oh, he hello, I am just a poor little man. Like, come on. <laughs> you call yeah. yourself king yeah. of king? Oh, please, get out of my sight. <laughs> well, it's going to only improve from here. Damn. Now nah, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> because Mithridates goes to the governor of Roman Syria, who was... By the way, he was empowered to have authority over the Syrians, the Arabians, the Persians, and Babylon, because stay humble, Romans. Yeah. And this governor, a man called Gabinius, decides, I'm sorry, you mentioned how much money in the royal treasuries? And I can get to keep how much if I make you king again? Mm. Ooh, yes, of course. Please, Mithridates, take a seat. We'll ready our legions for the invasion as soon as possible. Love doing business with you. Like, this is literally just... Hires a lawyer that just yeah. wants the money. Just trying sorry, to buy lawyers. a new kingdom. <laughs> so everything goes very well. The Roman legions are mustered, and together Mithridates at the head mustard? of this... Mustard? Sorry. Mustard, yes. Mustard indeed. Mustard grows in that area. It works. <laughs> I had never heard that expression. I'm sorry. Yes. There are seasoned legions. Eh... Okay, no, stop it. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway... The, their legions have been mustered. Now, yes. what? Well, the legions are in one place. So Gabinius, together with Mithridates, march across the Euphrates River and try to hit Mesopotamia and retake it from Orodes and regain the empire. It's at this point that Jessica comes over to Gabinius with a letter. It's a small piece of papyrus. Oh. It's signed Ptolemy the Twelfth. Right, Egypt is a thing. Yes, Ptolemy the Twelfth, P.S. Cleopatra, yes, that Cleopatra's father. Ah, we've made our way to this point in history. Yes, we're getting there. I don't know if, I don't think Cleopatra's born yet, or if she is, she's a small child, but still, we're getting there. I mean, that makes sense, because Mark Anthony will happen, Yeah. right? Oh no, she's definitely born at this point. Not sure how old she is, because otherwise the ages don't work out. But yeah, she's a small child. Okay. And what do you think this letter says, Serial? Any idea why Ptolemy XII might be writing to the Romans? Well, Egypt has been independent, right? For a while. Eh, well, sort independent of, yeah. as in... Independent with big air quotes. I guess. Because yeah. they're good at revolutions, but I don't... What is their issue? Well, Ptolemy XII was also fighting a civil war and also ah. lost his throne. <laughs> Yeah, so, like I said, Egypt is good at revolutions, so... Yes. And so, the message is very similar to the one that Mithridates told Gabinius. Mm. It's, please, Rome, can, can you help me get my throne back? I promise to give you so much gold when you get back home. Mm. And Ptolemy is offering more gold than Mithridates. Yeah, which is how you, you know, bargain. Yeah. Also... Egypt has very important Egyptian grain stores that Rome needs yeah, to yeah. continue living. I remember that. Yeah, that's why Egypt is very important. 
And technically independent, but technically not, because, you know, they pay to Rome. Yeah, exactly. They pay to Rome to continue existing. Yeah. So what do you think the Romans do now? Yeah, they dump Mithridates' ass on the ground, and they're like, bye, can't afford to do this right now. Yes, exactly. They we just have more stop. more matters to attempt to. Yes. Gabinius just takes his legions and makes a right turn down into Egypt, and Mithridates is just sitting there <laughs> in Mesopotamia with nobody around. Oof. That's terrible, actually. Yeah, it's like, but that's oh, what you get for oh, trusting no. the Romans? Yeah, that's what you get. Although, interestingly enough, this is going to leave some enmity between Orodes and the Romans, because the Romans technically declared war on Orodes and never signed a peace treaty. It's a, going to be a weird shadow huh. situation. Huh. Because they did invade his land, but they yeah. didn't fight any battles, but eh, it's legally But iffy. they were gonna. Yeah. And Orodes will be like, well, you guys, are we We don't invade we our friends. What is going on? But to Mithridates' credit, he doesn't give up. Okay. He sends letters all around to the Western nobles that supported him and said, Hey, listen, I'm back. Help me take over the empire. I will greatly reward you if it works. Yeah. Please help. So Mithridates manages to gather a pretty significant amount of soldiers. He gets a good amount of loyalists. Okay. And he marches on Babylon. Damn. Goes over okay. to Babylon, conquers it, then huh. goes to Seleucia on the Tigris, and takes that as well. All right, so it's going well. So he's taken the main cities in Mesopotamia, yeah, which is very nice for him. And he struck coins in these new cities where there is a symbol of fortune welcoming him back to the kingdom as the legitimate king. Ooh. Because, you know, coins are useful propaganda when... Yep. You're exchanging them to people, and you're giving them to soldiers. It's like, ah, yes, the legitimate king is back. Oh, cool. I hadn't noticed we'd changed a king, but I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but Orodes is coming. And at the head of his armies is Surena, who is now roughly in his 20s at the time. And he places Seleucia under siege. And they managed to not only just surround the city and make sure that it was isolated, but they assault the city walls, Surena himself being... The first man over the walls, apparently. Ooh, just the general sure. at the head of everything, because he is a badass and he will be remembered. And so Surena manages to personally take Seleucia, and then he besieges Babylon, which eventually surrenders for hunger. Hmm. This results in Orodes taking Mithridates' coins, where he was welcomed by fortune, and overstamping them with a oh. design showing Seleucia on its knees. In front of Herodes, <laughs> while Herodes was lifting it back up. That's very passive-aggressive. Yes. <laughs> Saying, no, we don't like usurpers in this house. We killed our father together, we're both equally culpable. Yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So seeing all these, this loss of advantage and starting to run low on allies, Mithridates is kind of surrounded, he kind of has a lot... On his plate, he can't escape to Syria again, and also, you know, does he want to be a prince in exile forever? So Mithridates goes to Orodes in 55 and surrenders to him, saying, Hello, brother. I am trusting in your mercy. I surrender to you. What do you Did think happens? Work? Serial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> do you that, think he was, was right to trust question. his I'm just brother like, or not? He did what? <laughs> Trusting in your mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so how long did they take them to kill him? Not very long, because ah, Herodes yeah. doesn't go the Bond villain route saying, kill my yeah. brother, I'll get to you when it's done, just let me know when it's finished. No, no. Herodes, as soon as Mithridates is captured, has him killed in front of his eyes so he can make sure that he is dead. Damn. And then Herodes makes himself king. these were boys who grew up together. That's yes, indeed. Oh, you haven't heard the last of it, Serial. Uh, the Arsakid well, dynasty. Know, royal family, I guess, doesn't. Is 50 shades of f***ed up, as the saying goes. Right. Damn. So there's the end of the reign of Mithridates IV. Not as great as the previous Mithridates, but hey, he tried. Did he now? He I... tried. You Anyone know. who asks for the help of Rome cannot have my forgiveness. Then you're going to like Orodes, because <laughs> he has no truck with Rome. Great. 
as it should be. He has be. a blood feud with them. Yeah, I'm still mad. <laughs> <laughs> what they did to Antiochus III was, and to Antiochus II, just, no. Yes, you're going to enjoy next episode, no, Serial. Antiochus three and four. Yeah, the great. Yeah, four is the circle, <laughs> Antiochus. Yeah. I'm still mad about that. Yeah, tough times. <sighs> Unbelievable. But yeah, so we can see tensions are ratcheting up with Rome. We still haven't had our first war with them, but it's just over the horizon. Yeah, that's true. I wonder when we're going to finally just lose our sh**. Yes, absolutely. And properly go to war with them instead of being like, oh, whoops, I, you know, you didn't say I couldn't take... Armenia, so I tried. Yeah, we've been dancing around and it's been like, oh, let's just side people. Oh, the treaty didn't explicitly say that this was a thing. And the Romans yeah, saying, oh, but we're going to say right? where the border is. A bit of back and forth, but it's mostly been passive aggressive comments for, for yeah. now. Yeah. Somebody's going to throw a punch soon. Good. So there we go. Let's see why we are portrayed as the villains constantly. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then there's going to be, uh, you know, 700 year long grudge match where mm-hmm. we just keep punching each other in the face and nobody gives up until we're both exhausted and we're yeah. destroyed yeah as war usually goes you know yeah. but hey we have 600 years to go until the untimely demise of everyone <laughs> can't wait hooray first we need to go through the untimely demise of some interesting people but let's get to rating Mithridates the fourth and see how he stacks up compared to everyone else. Okay, so our first category is final moments. How interesting was his death, killed by his brother in front of his eyes after having surrendered to him, hoping for mercy? Honestly, I like that his brother was like, do it immediately and I want to watch. I need <laughs> yes. to make sure... There's no tying him up in a room with an axe getting lowered. No, none of that. No elaborate stuff. Just chop his head off. Good. Done. Yeah. I can respect that. I mean, it's less fun, right? Yeah. But I can respect the stress of like, no, I need to make sure. Like, (laughs) I I am not going to risk this. Yes. If we have to do another civil war, it's going to be a mess. I'm tired. I do not have time. Kill him now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I like it. I like that it's, you know, family murder, always fun in this yeah. house. If you take this podcast out of context, <laughs> we will get in so much trouble. That's fine. Somebody will I mean, make the, a compilation. I mean, people say all kinds of things online, right? But like... <laughs> <laughs> when we eventually get arrested by someone, it's like, ah, yes, this is all evidence. Yeah. Listen, we were talking about a very specific situation. Anyway, yeah, I like the punchiness of Orodes here. Yeah, because, that's good. Yeah. I don't know what to give it. Slightly above mediocre, I guess. Slightly but I was... I think I'm going for like a five, honestly. I think this is an interesting death. It's not never heard before amazing yeah. thing, but I think it's memorable enough that it's like, oh yeah, this was a fun story. So I think I'm going to go stick with a five. How about you? Yeah, yeah. A five sounds correct. Okay. Yeah, like I said. Slightly above mediocre. I guess that would be a six, but like <laughs> we've given lower. Yeah, Frati's the third got a like, six yeah. for being killed by his sons. Uh, then no, then I'll go with a six. Okay, this is- that's fair. I understand. I can see that. And you went with a five anyway. So yeah, I think that works. So with a five and a six, we get a five point five out of ten for final moments. Our next category is battle hardness. How good was he at war and fighting? He has pros and cons here. Yeah, he wants some stuff, right? Some battles. Yeah, so he started a war with Armenia and won it quickly enough that the Romans didn't have time to intervene. Yeah, funny. So that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> that's good. Just speeding through, just speed running the invasion. Quick before they get home. Just <laughs> Yes. So it was already done. Nothing much to do. And then during the Civil War, he ran away at first. So I don't know if you count that in fighting. Hmm. But then when he came back, even without Roman help, with just the satraps he managed to get, he managed to take Babylon and Seleucia, which is pretty good. The problem is that it sounds like without the Romans, he was seriously outnumbered. And Orodes just came in and crushed him. Honestly, I have to admire that he did keep going. Yeah, he didn't just turn back and decide to run away forever. Well, I didn't get the help I needed. Uh, Whoops. But like, he still gave it a try. 
even though it might have been, you know, futile at that point. But yeah, he said, okay, I've committed to this. I've crossed the Euphrates. Might I as now well need to do this. Go yeah. out with a bang. Because, you know, who knows? Ex- you know, maybe in battle he got to kill Rhodes and hey, everybody switches to his side now because, well, yeah. he's the most legitimate and survivor. And like when you have nothing to lose, right? Because like if he does turn himself in, that is the same outcome. Yeah, exactly. So he at least tried, which, eh, I like admirable. That. But for battle hardness, I'm not sure how to go about it. Because let me divide this by points. Because I'm feeling a couple points for the Armenian War. Because it, it doesn't seem to have been very hard. But he probably did a good job if he was so quick and yeah. efficient. I can't wait to turn Armenia and Armenian Wars into just a series yes. of memes. It's Armenia just ever, is the punching bag. <laughs> yeah, ever present. I'm so sorry, Armenia. Yeah, not fun. Not a fun place to be. So yeah, I think two for the Armenian War. I'd say two for taking Seleucia and Babylon, and I'm going to subtract one for getting crushed. So mm. three points is what I'm thinking. Because it's worth something, but it's not Okay, you know what? Unbelievable. I see that. Like, that makes sense to me. I will mm-hmm. join you. You're better at judging these than I am, but like, I find your reasoning pretty solid. So Okay, nice. So with a 3 and a 3, he gets a 6 out of 20 for battle hardness, matching Sinatruki's, which is quite nice. Oh, would you look at that? Yeah. Our next category is scheminess. How good was he at plots of manipulation? He gets points here. <laughs> a few. Yeah, he conspired with his brother to kill his father. That on its own. That's yeah, worth something. <laughs> he also, whatever he did, he managed to beat his brother to the throne. In the moments after Frates died. Yeah, not only like, oh, in battle, but like he actually, you know, got the support of people, which is what consolidated him. Yeah, whatever he did, was it, you know, bribing the correct nobles or getting the guards running to the throne room first or whatever. Yeah. He managed to get (laughs) Calling dibs. It's like, mine. Just licking the throne saying, no, I licked it, it's mine. (laughs) Isn't that how it works? (laughs) So it's that. Then it is pretty schemy that he goes to the Romans and says, hey... I'm going to give you all this money if you take the throne for me. I mean, that's just... I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's worth some schemey. I think it's worth something. Yeah, those are his schemey credentials. There isn't too much else, but I think it's worth something. I'm reasonably impressed. I would go for... How many were there? So there was the father murder, Yeah. beating the brother to the punch, yeah. and the Rome. I'm going to give him a two, because... A two? Okay. I, because offering money to Rome to get your kingdom back is not really schemey, it's just tired. <laughs> I just thought, as another schemey, I don't know if you want to consider it schemey, the rushing into Armenia before the Romans could do anything about no, it. No, that, like, yes. A- <laughs> that I will. So, three points. I'm gonna go for four. I'm impressed. I think the father murder and the... You are entitled to your opinion. Fine. It, I, <laughs> it's know. just wrong, but... You can have it. <laughs> sure. But yeah, I'm going for like, uh, I honestly don't know if to go to four. No, five, no. Five is, too, five is too much. But oh, please. I think four is worth it. So with a four and a three, we get a seven out of 20 for scheminess. Next category is shock factor. How shocking was this man? Again, we have father murder and siding with Rome. If you didn't want to give him points before, I feel like that's pretty shocking. And I don't know uh, if you want to put shocking that he confided in his brother's mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, more that. Like, it's going to be fine. Don't worry. I mean, he, I don't think he had a choice. Like, yeah, I don't think he was. His choices were being probably limited at that point. Silly, you know, I'm being like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, I'm, I'm sure he knew, but like, at that point, what else could he do? And also, another shocking thing for the people at the time is probably that. He didn't reward the Eastern nobility yeah, enough, and they no, rebelled against him. Yeah, no, that was a major, him. so major that's mistake. not good. Yeah, yeah, that ended up with him being killed in front of his brother. Shockingly as stupid opposed to is King. what that was. Yeah, it's not not fun. So there are a few elements here. So father murder, Roman support, and uh, ending up overthrown by your nobility. Yeah, because of poor planning. Like he could have been fine if he had rewarded that part of right, like. This is what kickstarted. I mean, I'm sure Orodes would still have tried to get to the throne, but like. Yeah, but then it might have been Orodes going to the Romans and being abandoned in Mesopotamia. Yeah, yeah, of exactly. Mithridates, so. 
Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm gonna go for a four again here. I'm in the mood for that. I was almost gonna go for a five, but then I thought that he didn't do anything terrible to the nobility. He just wasn't smart about it. If he had been like randomly torturing nobles, then okay, fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, he just yeah, it was a silly decision there. on his part. Mm-hmm. So what's your aim in shock factor? How many did we have? I give him a four. For not rewarding the Saka, going to Rome. And, you know, the killing his father, usurping the throne. Yeah. That sort of Although, thing. like, how shocking is that, honestly? I mean, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> a go for a three. Bit. I'll go three? for a three. Okay, again. So we repeat our previous scores, and with a four and a three, we get a seven out of 20 for shock factor. Our next category is Aaron Shine. How good was he for the Empire in general and Iran in particular? Okay, so on the upside, he got an extra little bit of Armenia. That was nice. That was helpful. I, again. (laughs) We'll see how long it lasts. So focused on this, which like, please, there's more important matters. Leave Armenia alone. Serial, nothing is more important than Armenia. (laughs) Armenia is everything. Need to hold on to Armenia for tight. (laughs) Yeah. So, got the extra bit of Armenia. Then, that is the positive. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is, see? This is what I mean. The negatives are basically triggered a civil war by being overthrown. Killed the previous king. Yeah, killed the previous king, messing up the succession. Got the Romans into the picture by making sure that they technically declared war now, but not really, but technically, but not that really. Is going but, to uh, bite us yeah. in the ass. Yes. Some Romans are going to take advantage of that saying, yep. well, we're technically at war anyway, might as well. Yep. So that's, that's like the minus thing. three points in my book. And yeah, well, and then he just lost the throne. So the Empire isn't too much worse off at the end, but he doesn't own it. So yeah. You know, Orodes doesn't have something that has been terribly devastated. Like, Solution and Babylon have been besieged twice, so that's not yeah. great. But it hasn't been a massively devastating civil war. That's fair. So, Aaron Shine... Uh-huh. I think I'm going to go for a one just yeah, for the token I was, Armenia. I was thinking getting. a one and because we can't give negative points. No, because so. I think the Armenia is helping, but also, no, it's not How long great. are we going to have it anyway? Uh, we get to have this bit for a while, I think. Can't remember how much, but definitely for... Mm, okay, it's better than I expected. No, we get to keep this for a while. It's on the bit of the border that the Romans don't care too much about. <laughs> oh, so we just keep it because they let us? Come on. Yeah, it's complicated, you'll see. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. Okay, so I guess if we're going for those points, we have a 1 and a 1, which give us a 2 out of 20 for Aaron Shine. Our next category is Face of Faces. What do you think this man looked like? Oh, God, wait, I need to draw him first. Well, I didn't get a good vibe. Like, I am being very (laughs) mean to him, and, you know, that's going to reflect. I I am so mean, honestly. I... Eh, I mean, you know. But, like, what are these royal people who died thousands of years ago gonna do about it, you know? Yeah, if you wanted to be a good king, you would've. Like, they don't care that I'm being mean. Nobody needs to agree with me. It's fine, it works. It's fun to be mean. They're dead. Okay, so Sarah has finished their drawing. Let me get it for you, so I'll describe it to you all. (laughs) okay nice (laughs) so in this drawing what we have is mithridates in the typical parthian attire nice robe clothes in the front a belt and he has nice long hair beard mustache and he is there just tying a diadem around his head just finished and the caption reads i call dibs okay now what which sounds like most yeah. of his life. He called dibs on the Roman army as well, and somebody else took it from him. He called dibs on the kingdom, someone took it from him. That's story of his life. So, yeah, sorry, Mithridates. That's how it is. If any listeners wants to see this lovely image and the rest of them, you can go to Serial's Portrait Gallery on our website or go to the show notes in the description of the episode. And now let me show Serial what he looked like. 
and they can tell me what they think of his face. Here we go. Oh, fun. I wish I had known so I could have made him <laughs> look more like himself, I guess. Still works. It's interesting that this coin has less detail, not only in that like it's more rubbed off, to, so to speak, like it's not so clear, but mm-hmm. also it's more stylized than our previous coins. Yeah, true. Subparthian coins go very heavy into the stylization, and I like them. This yeah. isn't the most stylized we're going to go with. Okay, but it's more than we've seen before. Oh yeah, definitely. I like it. It's a profile looking to the left of a man with a very like triangular-shaped hairstyle and a diadem on top of his head and a somewhat hooked nose and a pointy beard. And I guess that's either the necklace or the robes that he's wearing. And then there's yeah. a star behind him. Yeah, I was trying to look at that because there was definitely a star when Tigranes the Great started up and probably is Halley's Comet. We're not sure, but Ooh. presumably. But this is like 30 years after. So no. So it doesn't feel like it's that. So maybe it's a comet, but I didn't really find any talk oh, about maybe, it. So it might just maybe be a, it was a, a thing dim- while like during Tigranes and then they kept it as like symbology. It of, might like, be, you know, yeah. King of Kings kind of yeah, I wasn't able to find anything specifically describing it, so it's either a borrowing from Tigranes, or maybe there was a smaller comet at the time, or maybe it's just a symbol of divinity, but uh, yeah. It does also match the cuneiform for god, so that kind of works. Oh, I see. But who knows? Yeah, it makes sense that you would write the word god as star. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a good heavenly star. body. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. It's a bit of a change from before. Yeah, I'm not terribly impressed. I think it's, it's okay. Eh, I give it eh. a five, I think. Giving it a five, okay. Well, maybe no, a I'm, four, actually. I'm more unimpressed. I was wondering if three. No, I'll go with a four. Mm. But a three is fine. You can, you know. Yeah, I think it's a three, because it doesn't really have any distinctive traits. The coin is okay. I feel like uh, I could pick yeah. it out from all of the coins that we've seen, you know. Okay, fair enough. Like, at some point with the previous dynasty i would not have been able to necessarily like tell everyone apart but this one is like oh yeah yeah there is enough change i will admit that but i'm still going with a three i'm not too impressed fair so with a three and a four we get a 1.8 out of five for face of faces all right next category is lengthiness how long do you think this man ruled for uh like five years Five years? No, 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 no. You are far overestimating really? our boy Mithridates. Really? But he took Armenia. I told you it was a very quick war. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, like, <laughs> two years? It was the fastest war in the West. Not even that. Oh, oh, my God. I mean, okay. To be fair, what I am counting as his reign is yeah, show your bias. before the Civil War starts. So, what I'm considering is... From the start of his reign, from when his father was killed to when he has to run away to Rome. So, the second bit of the Civil War, I okay, didn't Okay, so yet. not everything that we actually covered in the episode. Yeah. So, considering everything we covered in the episode, that's two years. Okay. Damn. Otherwise, it's just about a year this from went 57 terribly. BC to 56 BC. This went so bad. It was a very bad plan. Nothing <sighs> went well damn. for this man. Yeah. Disappointing. So, yeah, sad. So, dividing one year by ten, we get 0.1 out of five points for lengthiness. So, in total, we can sum all these numbers up, and it gives us a final score of 29.4 out of 100 for our boy, which places him in the high 20s club between Alexander Balas, Mm -hmm. the terrible Alexander that lost the Seleucid Empire, Mm -hmm. and Phraates III, who was the father he killed. So he's slightly below him. <laughs> that makes sense. Which, I think that works. I'm still impressed by how high he got, but it, it was, was mostly the, the scandal the shocking, and yeah. yeah. It wasn't so much competence, but... It was the bad categories. Which, again, yeah. like, we're not rating these people on how good they were. No, just That's only one of the categories. But yeah, that leads us to the final question, which is to ask, is he schemy enough? Is he shocking enough? Is he quick enough at invading Armenia to be <laughs> called a Shahanshah? Or is he just a Shahanda? Yeah, no. Very disappointing. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Not even disappointing enough to be like, oh, but I will remember him. No, just, just, I, this will escape my memory in like three weeks. I feel like you could make the argument, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Great. Glad <laughs> because we Because there's some interesting stuff there, but, eh, it's mostly involving other people and Orodes is more interesting in his underdog taking the throne yeah, story. So actually... Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to cry if we give Mithridates IV a Shahana. So he can go off into the desert, meet Phraates III, and say, Hi, Dad, sorry about the murder thing. It didn't work out for me, by the way. Yeah. So, that's it. And his father will be like, well, the consequences to your own actions, you dumbass. <laughs> yes, if you had let me live, I would have named you heir and things would have been okay. But they weren't. Mm-hmm. So there we go. And yeah, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you for sticking with us so far. We hope you enjoyed your time. If you want to support us, we have a couple of ways to do that. You can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash so you think you can rule Persia and join the many lovely people who are with us. And this week we are we're also welcoming Melinda Haunton into our court so thank you very much very thanks nice for to the have support. you along and if instead you'd rather not give monetary support we're very happy to receive your comments and reviews on your podcast app of choice which let us know that hey you're enjoying this and anybody else who's thinking hmm should i try this podcast if they see your nice review they'll think yes i should let's do this so it'll help grow our nice community and bring more people into knowing about obscure middle eastern politics from 2000 years ago yeah well that will be all for this week thank you so much for listening to the end of the podcast and i hope everybody will have a lovely week and take care yes and get ready we'll for roadies the second next time goodbye everyone bye <laughs>